So, you want to play hardball bats, do you? Your call. <laughs> pickle, pickle. No! It was all a lie. There's nothing wrong with you. Nice of you to say, but you of all people should know there's plenty wrong with me. Hurry up and take your seat, Batman. The show's about to begin. to episode 63 of the Geek Generation. Mike Volpe is here. I am. Brian Lipsitz is on the Skype. Ooh. And Anna just got in an accident, apparently. Oh. Right before we started recording, uh, Anna texted me saying that she got in an accident on her way here, and she was running late to begin with, so she might come in mid-episode, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that goes, or mid-next episode, I don't know yet, but hopefully she's okay. I'm assuming if she texted me, she's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good sign. But we'll hear the story later on, I guess. Um, her so, car is obviously <laughs> drivable. It couldn't have been that big of an accident. Her motorcycle. Oh. Yeah. She's on a motorcycle uh, in this weather? Uh, maybe, I assume. It's 35 degrees outside. That's true. I don't know if she's on the bike or a car. It's a, just a chilly ride. It is a chilly ride. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, before we get into today's episode, I know I play a commercial all the time, but we are near the holidays. So I do just want to remind people that when you're doing your Christmas shopping online, mm-hmm. to please use thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which earns us a commission. doesn't cost you any extra money. earns us some money. We appreciate it. That's all. It's Sweet. easy to do. It's easy to do. Geekgeneration.com slash Amazon takes you right to the front page of Amazon. <laughs> it's that simple. That's right, you plug whore. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I'm making reference to your Facebook. Oh. Constant. Burn. What, that's what it's for. Facebook is for advertising and bitching about stuff. I do both quite well. Yeah, like a high school girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> um, I do want to welcome some new staff writers. Oh. Yes. We put out the request uh, a couple episodes ago, or just recently, mm-hmm. uh, that we were looking to branch out. We have at least three new people who are going to be writing for the site. Oh. Are they avid listeners? or uh, A few of them are. Okay. One is one is a person that I was not necessarily familiar with, but I'm not going to make those announcements just yet yeah, until we have articles ready to go from said people. So once once their stuff starts going up, you'll probably see it before it's announced on the show, but it is exciting, and I am glad to have uh, people willing to help out and kind of just write Are cool you editing stuff. the stuff that they write? I am. I am. So you haven't had someone come up that says they'd edit? I have people that have said they would like to edit, too, or not necessarily that they would like to, but they're available to edit mm-hmm. if we need that. But I'd rather have content than yeah. editing. Mm-hmm. I don't mind editing. It does take a while, but I will get editors, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge deal. Uh, also, announcement time. Another announcement while I'm doing announcements. There you go. On Friday night, December 23rd, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, mm-hmm. 
the geek generation goes live. Oh my god. Live. Oh my god. <laughs> As we'll we present. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> As we present the first ever Christmas rock and comedy spectacular. Ooh. Yeah. So for two hours, I will be broadcasting live, and I'll be playing a bunch of uh, Christmas modern rock Christmas music, as well as Christmas comedy. Mm -hmm. This will not be a family-appropriate show. So leave the kids in bed, <laughs> Leave the kids, the kids in bed. bed. <laughs> Seven to nine on December 23rd. Unless you don't give a shit what they listen to. Then. Right. You know, right. Let, them, let them listen. So I'll be in studio. I haven't even talked to the other staff members about this, but anyone... I will be in Florida. Oh. I'm going back. <laughs> For I'm Christmas? Yeah, I'm driving down. Really? Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than flying. Oh. Well, then you won't be here. No, but I can listen. <laughs> can you? It's live. I don't know. Can I? Is there <laughs> any other you could way on your smartphone. It? Okay. You can listen on your smartphone. All you have to do is go to thegeekgeneration.com slash live. Ooh, and there will be there a button go. on there to actually listen to us live. You can do it on your smartphones. You can do it on your computer. So, yeah. I'll do it. Sweet. Cool. So, uh, yeah. And I might take calls over the Skype. I'll talk about that a little bit more as it gets closer. So, pay attention to the Facebook page and the Twitter. Uh, any of the staff members that want to join me for that are welcome to do so. I could also do that from my phone, right? I set up a Skype Call account. In. You could, but you're going to be Wi-Fi, so we won't hear that well. So maybe you can uh -oh. check in with us, but we're <laughs> not going to. I wasn't sure if that first anybody else who has a yeah. smartphone. Well, yeah, they could. Well, yeah, they could call in via Skype. It'd have to be Wi-Fi, huh? Um, well, actually, if you're using your 3G or whatever or 4G connection, it would be okay to call in. I'm not no. going to keep you on super long, no. but <laughs> just curious. Yeah, but you can listen there. and call in here and there. Yeah, so that'll be happening again, December 23rd awesome. from seven to nine Eastern time. And I'm going to record it, whether or not I post it or not separately. I don't know, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it comes out. All experimental stuff. So let's get into Blu-ray and video game releases. Ooh. December 23rd on <laughs> Blu-ray. <laughs> December 23rd on Blu-ray. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I enjoyed it. Did not see I, it. I heard very good things but i have yet to see it but i heard I, I thought it looked terrible from the trailer yeah but then i heard everyone loved it so very good performance during it um on the part of uh oh my goodness i can't think of his name the guy the who guy played that, caesar the ape he oh, also um, andy circus andy circus yeah. yeah he was great so uh, overall the movie was pretty good uh it wasn't one of the better movies of the year i don't think but i did enjoy it and andy circus was fantastic in it also kung fu panda 2 Comes Ooh. out, which I enjoyed. Uh, the Rocketeer 20th yeah. Anniversary Edition. Oh. I'm sure you're pumped about that, Brian. I am. I, I've that the the only time that movie's ever been on DVD was when they first put when DVD first came out, and it was basically a direct VHS rip. Mm -hmm. So this is like the first time they've ever actually gone back and like remastered the film. Oh, so nice. I'm excited. Nice, nice. Also, Fright Night. Oh yeah, it's the the remake. Oh, it is the remake, which I saw. I did end oh. up seeing it. How was and, it? Uh, it, the original. it wasn't half bad, honestly. Oh. And I'm not even a horror movie and fan. Have you seen the original yeah. one? I haven't, no. But I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. It was uh, a more classic vampire. Um, oh. Colin Farrell was really good. David Tennant was awesome. Who did he play? He played uh, a magician, like a Vegas magician who's an expert on vampires and was kind of recruited by the kid to help out. Is he the guy who plays... Oh, David I see Tennant what they was did. Doctor Who. No, I no no no. Oh, okay, no, no. I see what they did compared to the original. <laughs> oh, okay, I see who he replaced. Oh, okay. okay. 
So yeah, that was his role. Mm. He was really good. Uh, games. Nothing. Too close to Christmas. It's a waste of time. Well, you would think this would be the time to release all the games. But two days before Christmas? 13th? Oh, I thought you said... Uh, I'm this is sure for December 13th. <laughs> no. What do you say, Brian? You said the 13th, but that's I heard okay. the 23rd. No, you're wrong. <laughs> he, he said the 23rd was the live I know, show. but that's I could have sworn he said... Up. All right, never mind. Yeah. December 13th, nothing game-wise. Hmm. December 20th on Blu-ray, Dolphin Tale, which looks like... I didn't see is. it, okay. but it looks like a movie I would cry during. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, the stupid horse movie coming out on Christmas. War Horse? Yeah. yeah. Come on. I'm going to spoil it right now. The horse fucking dies. You know it does. <laughs> Probably. So if you like animals and you don't want to see them die, don't go see that movie. Probably. Bad. It is. Uh, like, well, there is a play. It's based on a play. So it's not like this is some secretive story. Secretive the horse me. still dies. Yeah, I don't. I don't know it either. But uh, what else? Warrior. I haven't seen that yet, but I want to. I heard it's really is that good. The, uh, the MMA. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah. The MMA of Rocky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks good. People said it was good. It. Guys yeah. at the gym saw it and said it was good. The only thing I don't like is in the trailer they kind of gave away what the final fight of the tournament is like. Brother yeah, versus they, brother. They, yeah. I'm like, come on, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, we all thought it was going to be that anyway, but don't confirm it in the trailer. <laughs> it's like, basically, here's the end of the movie. <laughs> Show me the premise. I'm already in. Yeah. You don't need to tell yeah. me that. Uh, Colombiana, which was the Zoe Saldana action movie. I thought that looked really cool from the trailer. I thought, did that just bomb? Because I yeah, saw trailers. And the, as far the, as the, I know. The uh, reviews on, like, Rotten Tomatoes was... It didn't. I think it was certified rotten or something. <laughs> it didn't look good. It looked like a yeah. stereotypical action movie. She's done too many of those. She needs to like you know between the losers and yeah oh, branch I didn't out. Know what else she did? Yeah, Futurama. She needs Futurama Volume Six is coming out. So that's the newer episodes after the season or the series has been revitalized. <laughs> revitalized. Oh, revitalized. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Underworld Trilogy: The Essential Collection. So all the Underworld movies as a whole. With, I guess, some extra bonuses. Because they had released them as a trilogy before. Underworld 4 is coming out in January. Yeah, that's why they're doing it. Yep. And then they'll re-release them all again. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and a (laughs) four-pack. Super four-pack. Well, there's probably going to be more. This is supposed to be... The new movie is supposed to be a passing of the torch. Oh, really? So that someone else takes it. Like, I think this is the last one that Kate Beckinsale is starring, starring in. Oh, I don't want to see them if she's not in them. (laughs) She's a foxy woman. Foxy. Yeah. Foxy. Uh, Cleopatra games on December twentieth. <laughs> this has been long awaited. Star Wars: The Old Republic. Oh yes, wow. wow! A lot of people are waiting to get their hands on this. The line at New York Comic Con just to get your hands yeah, on this game was, was insane. Line. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend who's playing the beta, and he said, you know, there's a lot of issues with it, but it's pretty good. Well, it's a beta. Yeah. You got to yeah. remember, beta is out there for the. Well, yeah, they're gonna work out the yeah. issues. Yeah, that's yeah, for yeah, us yeah. to be like, oh, go carry. Yeah, but for the, yeah. <laughs> I love playing betas. People I feel like so freak special. Out over betas, they're like, "Oh, it wasn't that good." It's a beta, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this is to see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, although sometimes you play a beta and it's amazing, like the yeah. Uncharted Three beta, multiplayer beta, and Uncharted Two. I was in both and they were amazing from the go. Although the uh, what was it the Assassin's Creed Revelations multiplayer beta? I played for like five minutes and then I just never had time to touch it again and it expired. But it's all right because I have the actual game now, so it doesn't matter. All right, then let's get into the news. Your news for December 12th, 2011. THQ has announced that they are collaborating with South Park Digital Studios and Obsidian Entertainment 
who is behind the uh, Fallout New Vegas and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, to develop the next chapter in South Park Entertainment, South Park The Game. Fallout 4. South Park Park The Game is an epic role-playing adventure that will allow the user to befriend Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny and explore the quiet little mountain town like never before. Here are some of the first details. First, and most importantly, this will be the first South Park game in which Trey Parker and Matt Stone will be directly involved in by writing both the script and the dialogue. That's a big deal. Cool. So that's going to really keep the uh, feel and humor of the game going. They've also given the team at Obsidian 15 years worth of assets used during the show and a detailed list of approved textures and colors to help the game match the look of the show. So they're using official stuff right from the show to mimic the look, which is awesome. Does anyone remember that god-awful N64 South Park game? Never played it, but I do remember it. It was so bad. And I think most of them have been. I think that's why they're kind of going all out on this one. I mean, you don't mess with Obsidian. And the creators themselves are writing it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, You will be controlling the new kid in town. And your character will be completely customizable, but also voiceless. Trey and Matt said that they like RPGs with a character that you're controlling doesn't talk. So it feels more like you. Mm-hmm. Cartman will help players choose their class between wizard, paladin, adventurer, rogue, or one other currently unannounced class. So there will be a new one. So this is very RPG. This seems standard. so weird for South Park. But this is the reason it ties in okay. The story begins with your character participating in a live-action role-playing game, which they've done on the show, mm-hmm. that, your na- uh, that the neighborhood kids started, which eventually evolves into a real adventure. As the new kid, the main theme of the game is fitting in and being accepted. Your character will carry around a smartphone that acts as the primary game menu, we assume similar to Fallout's Pip-Boy, which will also include a Facebook-like app that shows your current number of friends and your standing with various factions of kids. Hmm. Oh. So that's that's the goal, is to be the new kid and to fit in, and I'm sure people like Cartman will make that difficult for yeah. you. Uh, South Park, the game is scheduled to be available for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC in the second half of 2012. Okay. I'm excited for it. I know a lot of people are like South Park RPG weird. I think it's going to be fun as hell. They've already like you can look for more details. I didn't want to go over everything every minutia on the show here, but they've talked about a lot of things from the show being like magical items and stuff and mm-hmm. so it's going to cover a huge gamut of what the show has and all the time it's been on air. I'd rather them do that with Beavis and Butthead. They kind of did a Beavis and Butthead RPG before. Did they? Uh, it was a point-and-click adventure called uh, oh. Virtual Stupidity for I PC. I remember that, actually. It was amazing. It was so good. If you can find it out there, anybody, and you can play it, uh, I think I have a copy somewhere still. Wow. It is so, <laughs> so funny. How long ago did that come out? It must have been a while. While I was, was in high school. Work yeah, it was one, the, it was one the, the show was at like, its peak. Yeah. Did it even run on Windows? I think it would. Yeah. You if can you run you might have and to, stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you might have to find some wonky way of getting it to run, but it was such a good game. Really, really good. Uh, Next story. Brian, this is uh, more up your alley. This April, the Avengers and the X-Men. The two most popular franchises in comics history go to war. Oh, right. Marvel is proud to announce Avengers vs. X-Men, a landmark 12-issue pop culture event bringing together the world's greatest superheroes, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, Magneto, and more for an unforgettable battle beginning in April 2012. Avengers vs. X-Men is written by a team of the top-selling authors in the comic book industry today, 
Brian Michael Bendis, Jason Aaron, Jonathan Hickman, Ed Brubaker, and Matt Fraction. This unprecedented assembly of acclaimed writers is joined by a trio of the industry's superstar artists, John Romita Jr. I'm going to say this name wrong. Olivier Copiel. Copiel. Do you know that name? Olivier Copiel, I think. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And uh, Adam Kubert. The Avengers and X-Men have learned that the all-powerful embodiment of both death and rebirth known as the Phoenix Force is on a crash course for Earth, and it needs a new host to unleash its immeasurable power. But what is the shocking decision tied to the Phoenix's return that will pit the Avengers against the X-Men? And when good friends become bitter enemies, what does this mean for the future of the Marvel Universe? Now, that's all they've released as far as details go. As far as I know, Brian, I'm going to have to confirm with you here. Uh, Jean Grey is currently deceased. In this is true. Canon. And uh, they've been hinting for a long... I mean, she died in, I want to say, 2001. Yep. So, or 2002 or three, And um, they've been hinting for years and years. And um, this may seem like a very... Um, opportune opportunity to bring her back, but I don't know. It may just be a you know a red herring. But the this is pretty much something they've been building on for years because for the past decade almost, Avengers have sort of taken over as the franchise of the team franchise of Marvel, where mm-hmm. X Men pretty much always was for like the '90s through the early 2000s. Yep. So this is really like a huge deal, and the fact that they're putting all their writers, their major writers, on it, and it's going to be an epic, you know, 12, 12 issue shipping twice monthly. This is pretty much their 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 big secret project that's going to try to knock DC off its perch because DC has been destroying them in the marketplace for now three months straight going on four. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of like their la- this is like a huge deal for them. So this has to kind of this kind of has to work. <laughs> so it should yeah. be interesting. I think but, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Anytime you pit you know, superheroes against each other. I think this is cool. I'll, I actually, I haven't bought a comic book since fourth grade. Wow. I'd, I'm actually Ooh, like, <laughs> well, I've this, I might go buy these. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. I was just thinking. The- I just want to see Wolverine fuck somebody up. <laughs> Wolverine's on both teams. So he's like a double spy now. He is. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit, I've missed the Avengers lot. is not what the movies is showing. Right now, necessarily, yeah. there's, Wolverine will be the next Phoenix, like the Justice <laughs> League. Claws the Avengers, the fire. he's like, Aah. the Avengers has gone through multiple things. Actually, that would be a really cool thing if the Phoenix Force jumped from person to person for a little bit, even to just show Spider Phoenix, kind of like the White Lantern Spider thing. Phoenix. They yeah. they kind of threw like lanterns on people for a temporary yeah. amount of time just to yeah. show what they would look like and create action figures off. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was much. cool just to see that. Yeah. So that would be kind of cool. What would Phoenix Wolverine look like? What would Phoenix Cyclops look like? We'll talk about Stuff Unstoppable. Like that. I know, right? Well, the things that's going on with this, I think as far as the Jean Grey thing, the reason I ask is I can't imagine any other reason the X-Men would go head-to-head with the Avengers other than them going, wait, we can get Jean back? And the Avengers are like, no, 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 we can't let the Phoenix Force return. And that's the battle. The X-Men are like, well, we have to, we want Jean. Mm-hmm. Although is Cyclops with Emma? Yeah, there's oh a lot Lord. of stuff that's also happened though. With like, the fact, like I don't want to get too yeah. you know, the continuity, but um, you know the fact about a decade ago, maybe 2004, uh, Scarlet Witch went insane and j- j- killed half of the Avengers and kind of made the Avengers change into their new form that they are now. And oh, okay. she's a me- she's obviously tied to the X Men, but she's also an Avenger, and so she finally got her memories back recently. Mm-hmm. So now that's sort of the catalyst for it and Magneto's her father and Magneto's now on the X-Men as a good guy and there's just all this stuff going on that's kind of reaching its boiling point at this point yeah. so 
it's really a, a, a continuation of everything that's been going on. I just so. like I think about the team of the Avengers, and mm. granted, the X Men is a large, huge, expansive team. I don't know how large they're going to use, but they would have to to compete with the Avengers when the yeah. Avengers are so super powered. Like I think they showed Red Hulk on the cover. I'm like. Hulk and Red Hulk could take out a good majority of the X-Men oh, by yeah. themselves. I mean, they got Thor. Yeah, I mean, you've got gods and and huge hulks. I mean, but I mean, you know, you got the X-Men, too, who've got some heavy hitters. So it should be interesting. And it's not – I know some people are just thinking it's going to be a giant slugfest. But yeah. I mean, I think really they, Marvel's always been really good at having a story behind it where it's not just like lame, lame, lamely like guys punching each other for 22 pages. Right. So. Who, who the hell's left in the X-Men? Rogue, Gambit, Cyclops, all them still it's in still, it? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. All of them. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, the X-Men is huge team. There's so many people. With in all it. the, like, there's uncanny X-Men, there's mm-hmm. all that. What, what uh, I don't know, brand of X-Men? Like, well, the thing is, is they just split the X-Men in. into kind of two teams where Cyclops and Wolverine had a falling out. So Wolverine sort of restarted the uh, uh, the X-Men, rebuilt the X-Men. I would totally be on his team. <laughs> yeah, as, as a tribute team. to Jean Grey, it's announced the Jean Grey Institute. And Cyclops is now in San Francisco with the rest of the X-Men trying to be kind of have a utopia for them in San Francisco mm-hmm. where they can live in peace. So it's sort of like two separate – there's like two separate kind of – x-men team so it's gonna be interesting to see how they fit into this whole thing so that's a whole other dynamic to go look into all this what what comic book do they pick up like which is just the x-men to kind of get up to speed well the to get up to speed the the two main x-men books right now is uncanny x-men which is the cyclops based one and then there's wolverine in the x-men which is the wolverine one so either of those are good and you know pretty much any of the avengers books either avengers or new avengers to get prepared for this so, yeah, there, there's a lot happening, and, you know, I'm sure they're going to, you know, be promoting this up the um, – there's going to be stuff everywhere about this because this mm-hmm. is their big event. Oh, it should yeah. be an awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> One thing it's at a time. Uh, Century Fox owns the X-Men franchise, so yeah. we're never probably going to see this that happening. It's going to be bullshit. Yeah. Marvel's just be like, oh, screw you. Disney will make it. And then it'll be all cartoony and fun. <laughs> Yay. Well, the Avengers is getting put out by Disney. Oh. Yeah. So it's already happening. Cool. Actually, I think um, Disney has the money to just step in and go, we're going to buy it all. Well, Thank they, you. Yeah, they bought Marvel. No, I know. But to be like, oh, we'll take the movie rights. Oh, too. yeah. Thanks. Well, yeah, that's all included. We'll sell you Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Epcot. if Epcot had a big X-Men logo on it. Oh, <laughs> like the ball? During, so, yeah. That'd what be so sick. What if the ball was turned into um, um, Cerebro? Oh. <laughs> we're we're cross-promoting the right way. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. Uh, we should move on. Okay. Uh, a, a bit of a downer story. We hate to report these, but they happen. Uh, Jerry Robinson, a name that might not be widely known, but to comic fans is. Should be, but it's not. Though. Yeah, Jerry Robinson, a pioneer in comics and best known by fans for creating the Joker, has died oh. at the age of 89. Robinson was born in Trenton, New Jersey on New Year's Day in 1922. At only 17 years of age, the aspiring artist was hired as an inker by Batman creator Bob Kane, and over the next several years, Robinson offered as much visual input into the character's world and cast as his originator. Robinson co-created Robin the Boy Wonder, and is often credited as the primary influence for Archvillain the Joker, though Kane and Robinson would clash over credit for the villain's creation in later years. The artist was soon hired away from Kane's shop by Batman publisher DC Comics, for which he served as a staff artist, drawing many of the most striking covers of comics' golden age. Now, Rob, I know you're a huge Batman fan. I am. 
Do you know this whole controversy about Bob Kane? And I, I hate to talk about people that are deceased, but you know, whatever. I don't actually. I try to it's, stay out of the uh, <laughs> gossip. The gossip behind you. Yeah. It's not really gossip because I mean, there's actually been a, a, a one of the recent animated Batman films. I believe they had some sort of thing on Bob Kane. Basically, Bob Kane. It's come to find out is that he took credit for everything when he really didn't create as much as of the Batman universe as he claims he did. Like mm-hmm. he kind of, especially when the movies came out, he was like, Oh yeah, I created Joker. I created this person. And it's come to find out that a lot of other people, including Jay Robinson had a lot more cr- creative input than Bob Kane did in creating a lot of these characters. And it kind of sucks that like, they kind of like no one knows about it. And it's Bob Kane is just the name of Batman. And right. it, unlike other superheroes, there was other people involved that, you know, like you said, Jerry Robinson, he created Robin, he created the Joker. And the more and more stuff that's coming out, it seems that Bob Kane would actually use pen names to, uh, I mean, he would have other people draw a draw under his name. Like, he didn't even actually draw oh, half okay. the stuff that he said he did. So, gotcha. I mean, no, I'm not trying to shit on Bob Kane because, I mean, he did create batman but i mean i just wish a lot more people knew about the other people that were involved so hopefully this will get some more people you know yeah noticed never know yeah well i mean uh that's probably a reason that jerry robinson also made an effort to help the superman creators get properly credited exactly that was something that he campaigned at for one point yeah so that happened and that sucks Mm -hmm. but moving on uh, let's see. Oh, nice geez. transition. Yeah, moving, no. on. moving on. Moving on. Like, sometimes I don't know yeah. what else to do. It's just, let's go. <laughs> when you come off a story like that, it's like, okay. Uh, some dum-dums at Fox News are claiming <laughs> that the Muppets are anti-capitalism because of the villain of their newest oh, movie God. is Tex Richmond, an evil oil tycoon. And I have some, uh, all oil tycoons are evil. Yeah. His name is Tex Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we'll talk about the absurdity of this claim afterwards, but here's, uh, here's the report. Welcome back to Follow the Money. The Muppets are back and being terrorized by an evil oil executive in their new movie. Liberal Hollywood depicting a successful businessman as evil. That's not new. Joining me now, Dan Gaynor from the Media Research Center. Dan, let's point this out. This oil Muppet, evil man that he is, is called Tex Richman. This evil Muppet. And they, uh, they do this several times throughout the, uh, the interview. And it just goes to show this guy hasn't even seen the movie. No, I was just gonna say they don't that. do any research. They're just fucking. Oh I know. God. Like later on, later on, I don't have like everything they reported on because it was just too long. Like I have two minutes here, but later on, he's talking to some other people and again references Tex Richmond as a Muppet, not as like Chris Cooper, an actual live human being. Yeah. So yeah. clearly, he hasn't even seen the movie. He's just reporting Again, on just garbage. trying to get you know controversy out there and like oh you know it's like dude. It was tongue in cheek. His name's Tex Richmond. Like, do you not get it? it yeah. It, I just and I can't believe. Like, I read the article and I was just like slamming my head against my desk. Like, they basically said like, you know, kids should. You know, this is teaching kids that like all all businessmen are evil. Oh yeah. Saying, oh, I've got serious? more. I've got more. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, it's amazing how far the left will go just to stoop to you know manipulate your kids to convince them, give the anti corporate message. I mean, this is a Muppet movie. For goodness sakes, the only thing green that should be up on that screen should be Kermit the Frog. And, and so what, what's actually going on here? I mean, uh, l- I'll put it out there. Is liberal Hollywood using class warfare to, to, to kind of brain, brainwash our kids? Yeah, absolutely. And they've been doing it for decades. I mean, 
Hollywood, the left, the media, they hate the oil industry. They hate corporate America. And so you'll see uh, all these movies attacking it, whether it's Cars 2, which was another kid's movie, the, the George Clooney movie, Syriana, uh, There Will Be Blood, all these movies attacking the oil industry, none of them you know, reminding people that what oil means for most people, which is fuel to you know, light a hospital or heat your home or maybe fuel an ambulance to get you to the hospital if you need that. And they don't want to tell that story. Dan, uh, the, uh, is there any Occupy Wall Street Muppets? Uh, there, there should be. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, this is what this... they're teaching our kids. Wow. This is, you wonder I've never why heard we've got a bunch of Occupy Wall Street people walking around all around the country. They've been indoctrinated literally for years by this kind of stuff, whether it was you know, Captain Planet or Nickelodeon's Don't Big Green dare. Help or you know, The Day After Tomorrow, the, you know, the Al Gore-influenced movie. All of that is what they're teaching is that corporations are bad, oil industry is bad. I, ultimately, what they're telling our kids is what they told you in the movie The Matrix, right. that yeah. mankind is a virus on poor old Mother Earth. We are. <laughs> What's your point? This is like the, a happy, feel-good movie comes out. Right. All right. You needed a villain, right? Yeah. So people are upset about what today? Like oil prices are up? So it makes sense to be like, all right, well, let's make the bad guy an oil type. I, I think you're even going too political with it. The the, oh, the reason I, they did I, this is because this is the most hackneyed plot ever. Yeah, it, is the it, most, it was supposed to be like... Uh, oh, the most stereotypical hackneyed plot in like kids' movies, or not just kids' movies, but in movies that say, there's an evil rich oil tycoon who wants to destroy your place and drill for oil. It's ludicrous. They're not going to drill for oil in Hollywood. No. Like, it makes no sense, but they did it because it's funny. It's funny that they're using Richmond. Right. <laughs> I love that he keeps coming back. To it's that. funny <laughs> that they're using the most hackneyed stereotypical right. plot because the plot is not important. That's what they're saying. They're saying they're saying we're using a villain. It is the traditional villain. It is the traditional plot line, and it's just a device to reunite the Muppets. Right. And it had nothing to do with anything, yeah. You know, there's. I, I know that they obviously were taking shots at real businessmen because, you know, I remember lots of evil businessmen who, you know, rap about themselves and yeah. have <laughs> dancing girls in their room. And it's like, you got to be – are you serious? Like, really? They, they actually played him as a straight character? I know. Yeah. I can't believe that people are actually complaining about this. Isn't it's Fox so News, funny. like, owned by the government? Well, Fox I mean, News is, they're run is by it's so spin. They're blatantly so, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's to the point of actually so ridiculousness. Yeah. Like they'll say the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I don't even care. Like if someone was claiming the reverse of a movie on the left side, yeah. I don't care about a political orientation. This is just an absurd claim in general. And, and the fact that they're saying it's like ruining kids, and I'm like, are I you know. serious? <laughs> it's ridiculous. What kid walked out of there going, "This is bullshit"? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. the oil part was such a minor, trivial yeah. thing. They're making it seem like the entire movie was based on to try to vilify right. the friggin' oil To industry. kids, it was, this evil guy wants to steamroll the Muppet studio. Oil didn't enter into the picture no, in their minds. No, it was just the Muppets are losing their home. That's it. That's it. Idiots. So, absolutely foolish. But no, the saddest part is... Guaranteed, there's 50% of the, uh, probably more than 50%, people who watched that and actually thought it was, and because they don't know any better, they just get what they're fed and believe it. So, yeah. So, uh, let's do one more before the break here. And uh, we're going to use this to get into it. Oh. Because <laughs> Doctor Who, the Eternity Clock, will be the first of a series of Doctor Who console games developed by BBC Worldwide Digital Entertainment. 
marking a significant movement into gaming for this business. The game is being created in full HD for digital download platforms and is set for release in early 2012, initially on PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PC. Doctor Who The Eternity Clock will immerse gamers in the universe of Doctor Who, allowing them to take on the role of the Doctor and River Song as they travel across time and space to save the Earth. Gamers must learn to master the complexities of time travel with exceptional time-based gameplay. Changes made in one time will affect another, creating multiple possibilities and challenging players to solve puzzles across the centuries. A wholly new storyline has been developed especially for this new Doctor Who console game franchise, written in collaboration with the BBC Wales team. Photoreal graphics, television quality scenes, and highly realistic characters will bring the world of Doctor Who to life, immersing fans completely in the twists and turns of an action-filled plot. The stars of the series Matt Smith and Alex Kingston have recorded full voiceovers for their characters, and motion capture has been used to create in-game characters that are incredibly realistic. Cool. Yay! That's very cool. At first I was like, a Doctor Who video game, what the hell are you going to do in that? But if it is Mm puzzle-based, that makes a lot more sense. I think that'll be fun. Mm. I know you guys aren't huge Doctor Who fans. So you're just like, okay. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody out there just wet their pants. Though. Somebody. It might have been me. Could mm, He peed. I'm going to fix this. <laughs> pants dry. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, and we will be right back. So, Anna. Yes? Christmas is on the way. It is. It is. Stressful time of year. Yeah. Where do you do most of your Christmas shopping? I do my shopping on Amazon.com because I can do all my shopping from the couch. Really? Well, that's very convenient. It is. It is. It takes the stress out of the holidays. Did you know that the Geek Generation is an affiliate of Amazon.com? I did not know that, Rob. You didn't? Well, what you can do to help the Geek Generation is go to thegeekgeneration.com, click the Amazon button, which will take you right to Amazon, And when you buy all the Christmas presents that you're going to buy, you'll actually be earning us a commission as well. That sounds too easy. So go to thegeekgeneration.com, use that Amazon button, and make us some money while you're doing your Christmas shopping. It's super easy, and if you don't do it, you're a bad friend. This just in. Let me me call her real quick. Muppet breaking news. I should record the call. You should. Put it on speaker. Yeah. I'll try not to chew right into the microphone. <laughs> I just realized Brian might be hearing. No, I don't actually hear anything. It's okay. Oh, wait. There we go. That's going to sound horrible, though. I hear it. <laughs> Hi. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> Better than you, apparently. Yeah. What's going on? And you're only like twelve minutes away. I have horrible reception in here. So you're not you're not you're like twelve minutes away right now? Yeah, I'm like very close to where you are. <laughs> are you sure you don't want us to send somebody? Well I have to I mean, if you grab me, I'd have to go back. Yeah. I heard some of that. I have horrible reception. Where are you? Where am I? Okay. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, give me a call later or something. Let me know how it's going. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you the whole story at some point. 
Okay. Very sorry. All right. Not a problem. You don't need to apologize, please. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Boo. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Charisma Carpenter, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. Yes, you are. All right, we are back. And yeah, uh, are. during the break, we got the unfortunate news that Anna apparently wrecked her car. She did. Excuse you. What are you talking about? I belch on the show all the time. Yeah, but I felt like <laughs> I, was after, I belched at Anna. Like wow. been yeah. So she Anna's car is wrecked, which sucks. So she won't be joining us. But she's okay. As far as she's okay, as far as we know. I'll get the full story later on. But that poor guy who hit her is probably in bad shape. Oh, yeah. He has an entire generation coming after him. Yeah. yeah. No, she's just kick it. She'll kick his ass. Oh, that Anna. too. That too. She'll be upside down spinning in the air like a helicopter. <laughs> Chun Li <Yeah>. kicks. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Ah, uh, so uh, yeah, like I said, that sucks. This one, those times where I feel like, okay, next, but I feel bad just <laughs> moving yeah, on. Yeah. But we have work to do. So, uh, next story: Crossface, a biological thriller, delves into the pressures. <laughs> WWE superstar, a, bio- a uh, biological thriller. Uh. Yes, delves into the pressures WWE superstar Chris Benoit faced throughout his wrestling career as the combination of drug use, depression, and head trauma became increasingly impossible for him to handle. The true story made headline news in 2007 when Chris murdered his wife and young son before taking his own life. SRG Films head Dale Alexander Carnegie is producing the film while William Morris Endeavor is on board to package the project. Former Weinstein Company staffer Sarah Colton turned uh, turned in the first draft of the script in mid-October. Quote, all of us grew up believing that wrestling is fake, but looking at the shocking number of deaths in the industry, it quickly becomes evident that there is nothing fake about the dangers of this sport, Carnegie said. Chris Benoit has become a poster child for everything that's wrong with professional wrestling, and Sarah's terrific script captures his struggles and the many factors that led to the deaths of three people. Coulter added, quote, people immediately point to steroids, never thinking about the brain trauma these wrestlers can and do incur in their profession, nor do they consider the rigorous schedule that keeps them working, even when they shouldn't be. The Benoit story is one that needs to be brought into the light. SRG Films currently in talks with directors and actors plan to begin filming in the fall of 2012. This right away is a very controversial thing, and I'm curious what you guys think about it. I'm excited I, for it. Really? See, yeah. I'm the opposite. I I was a huge Chris Benoit fan, and I loved him as a wrestler, but I'm, I just don't want to see this again because it's just going to bring up too many bad memories and bad thoughts. And I kind of like what JR said on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw, but he said um, he has no interest in seeing it. He said, um, I gave my opinion. Um, I have no interest in living, reliving the tragedy. I lost three friends and I lost three friends in that tragedy. And, you know, I don't I just don't one. I don't believe that they're going to you know, we don't know what happened. And I don't think that a movie is going to, you know, put any sort of like light on the subject because no one really knows except Chris Benoit, his wife and the kid that what actually happened. And it just I just don't see it having anything positive to do you, you know i don't know i think it's 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 just going to cause more controversy because then wwe is going to try to block it from getting made trust me and it's just i don't i don't know i i have no interest i mean i have a slight curiosity about it but i just don't know if i could i mean i, I can't watch his old dvds anymore any mass matches i still like i can kind of do it but it's just still a part of me that always in the back of my head thinks about what happened mm-hmm. so mike that's just 
I don't know. I'm excited for it. They're not going to show what happened. It'll the movie will when it gets to that point, it'll cut to a newscaster or like you know, like they're not going to. I think they, so. Too. Nobody knows what happened. It's just going to be that shot of oh my god, you know, this just came in. You know, like a. a I think the, the worry news. is it's, that it's gonna, it's, it's uh, that it's going to focus on that aspect, but it's not. Yeah. I don't think. No, I think, it's going to show these guys are overworked. Yep, they're driven to the point where besides CM Punk, they all are on some kind of pain medication. Yep, they're. Even though, look, when when I went down to OVW to try out with them for mm-hmm. that week, they said to me, you know, your skill is there, but you're going to want to get into better cardiovascular sleep, shape, and you're probably going to want to put on some size. That's their way of saying, start running and do some steroids. Right. Like, the bottom line is the pressure is there to do steroids. Then you're so beat up in pain that from wrestling five or six days a week yep. and traveling and not being able to sleep, like, these guys... TNA does it right. They travel for a week or two, and mm-hmm. then they have a week or two off besides TV taping. Right. The human body cannot take it. That's they want true. these guys to last longer. But maybe, you know, something like this will be enough. Change isn't going to happen unless every guy in the locker room stood up and went, hey, we're not doing this. Yeah. Here's yeah. the bottom line. But with I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I don't think this is going to shed negative light. People are aware of what happened. Yeah. It's no secret anymore. It, while, while it sucks to look back at someone we try to think fondly about mm. and see this side of them again for one i i hate like i hate the fact that wwe sweeps this all under the rug and pretends benoit never existed yeah because he is arguably one of the best wrestlers ever and his talent as a wrestler and his professional career should not be ignored for one horrible act and yes it was absolutely horrible i will not defend anything he did in his final days. I don't feel like they're sweeping him under the rug as much as they're trying to sweep their mistakes under exactly. the rug. Exactly. That's and what it is, though. they're using him as th- he's their mistake. He's the scapegoat, and they're sweeping him under the rug to protect themselves. Eddie Guerrero died from steroid. Look at Eddie Guerrero between right. the day he got there to the day he died. Right. Look at the way his body changed. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You know? But the the thing that's good about this movie, I think, is it is going to remind people because... One of the things that wrestlers have always had the problem with is like unionizing, getting health insurance and getting health care provided to them. Mm-hmm. These people do not get health coverage by the WWE. They're considered independent contractors and they're paid for their services in the ring and everything. But ultimately, right. they're responsible for their own health and everything, which is a mess. Mm-hmm. So if anything, this film is just going to bring up what needs to be addressed again. And it does need to be addressed these people are killing themselves. Mm-hmm. This would actually be a situation where I'd, the government could step in and be like, Vince, you got to change well, something. They you're should destroying, have. You're they destroying did. No, these they people. Did. They tried to after the Benoit thing. They had member, They had t- Dixie Carter, the head of TNA, and they had, I think, Stephanie McMahon both sit under questioning, and they asked them questions about you know, drug testing. And, yeah. of course, they all bullshitted their ways through it, and nothing was done. That was the only way. I mean, it was the closest they came to the government trying to interfere. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Vince McMahon was on trial for steroids and he got off. I mean, I don't think the government's ever going to do anything about it. You never know. But I mean, I I think this film is ultimately a good thing and that it's it's going to bring up something that shouldn't be forgotten. This is not something that should be swept under the rug. So, I mean, I, I watch WrestleMania 20. And I watch Eddie and Chris in the ring, and even though they're both gone, and even though Chris did something horrible at the end of his career, it's still an insanely powerful moment for both of them. His and whole it, career it sucks shouldn't be that it, swept right. away because he did something like exactly. this. Exactly. You know, 
it happened. I agree. I mean, and I think his story does need like to this. be told. I think it does. Even if we don't know the details about how it ended, there are details existing as to what happened along the road. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to be looked at. True. It's, it's not about the end. It's it's the journey. It's the journey, <laughs> not the destination. <laughs> uh, let's move on. A lot of information about the casting of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek sequel has surfaced recently, with some new additions announced as well as others leaving the project. Alice Eve has joined the cast in an unannounced role. It's suggested that Eve will play an all-new character has, that has not previously appeared in Star Trek canon. And she's gorgeous, so we'll take that. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> um, Peter Weller, most famous for portraying RoboCop and recently appearing in the fifth season of Dexter, has also been added in an unannounced role. Oh, he'll be RoboCop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, Benicio Del Toro was previously being sought as the lead villain in the upcoming sequel, but has since turned down the role. So they're uh, looking I would assume elsewhere. that would have been... It's got to be Khan, right? If that, The that would rumor be. is that it was going to be Khan, but I, there's no confirmation. I'm kind of happy that Del Toro <laughs> dropped out. I don't really... I'm not a big fan of him. No. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Although, who knew... Uh, what's his face? Uh, Eric Bana was going to be as good as he was. True, true. You never know. And J.J. Abrams pulls off stuff. True. He's kind of a, a Christopher Nolan type in my <clears throat> eyes. I got to go buy Super 8. Yeah, you do. That reminded me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Movie of the year. Thank you. You're for welcome. Me, anyway. yeah. uh, previously announced by Marvel Studios as taking the director's seat for Thor 2, Patty Jenkins has decided to step away from the project as a result of, quote, creative differences. The split was reportedly amicable, with the feeling that Jenkins will end up working on a future superhero film, just not a sequel. The search for a new director has begun, and a decision must be made soon, as the film has to meet a release date of November 15th, 2013. And let's be honest, the reason she left was the same reason um, John Favreau didn't want to do Iron Man 3. It's they want them to rush through production and put a movie out at a certain date, and the directors feel pressure, and they just don't want to do it. So Very possible. Either that or she just didn't want to follow that up because yeah. people were like, holy crap, they turned Thor into a really good movie. <laughs> and then if you screw that up. Pressure. Yeah. It's yeah. one thing if you screw someone up from the beginning. Then you're like, yeah. okay, well, maybe that character wasn't right for the big screen. Like you can come Lantern. up with other reasons. <laughs> Green Lantern is right for the big screen. They're just they not the way they did it. Yeah, they it's just a it fucking terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, available now. The Arkham City Batman Skins Pack contains seven bonus Batman skins. Ooh. 1970s Ooh. Batman, year one Batman. 1970s Batman? Yeah. Oh, this is great. Blue and gray. Does he have a belly? No. <laughs> Be Why would he? Not not the 1960s TV 1960s. show. Oh, that's what I'm picturing, though. No, 1970s that, yeah. oh, comic book Batman. Oh, I'm picturing, like, you know, what's-his-face <laughs> nah. West there. Yeah, no. That'd be great to play as an out-of-shape Batman. No. He goes to jump and just falls. Rob no, no, like, no. Break the control. I know. I would smash everything. Year one Rob Batman. Outside the studio picketing. <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns, Earth right. One, Batman Beyond, Animated Batman, and Sinestro Core Batman. The seven Batman skins can be used in all challenge maps and upon completion of the main story. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And I already bought it and I already have it. And I wow. use Batman Beyond exclusively. Ooh. Nice. Yes. I would have bought the whole pack if like I would have bought Batman Beyond for five bucks. It's a five buck pack, and normally I don't buy skin packs. Mm. But A, it's Batman and two. Batman Beyond. Gee, I like that. A and two. <laughs> That's right. I have no consistency to my list no, making. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also called stupidity in some people's eyes. <laughs> A, two, and the Roman numeral three. <laughs> Yay. I, I, I. Sony Pictures has begun meeting with Adam Sandler's Happy Madison Productions about a potential sequel 
to his 2010 hit, Grown Ups. Variety has the news reporting that the original film's writer, Fred Wolf, is in negotiations to write the script with Sandler, potentially interested in reprising his role as one of five friends dealing with fatherhood. A grown-up sequel would mark the first time that Sandler sequelized one of his own projects. That is not the movie. Like, let's do Happy Gilmore 2. Yeah, well, for one, this Madison just shocked Billy. me. Why the hell are we doing Grown Ups yeah, 2? Why, I, I, liked, no, I liked that movie. I laughed. Because I feel like when you get a group of friends together, that's yeah. exactly what it's like. Maybe. Well, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it would suck. I was like, this is going to be shit. For one, I, I found it, it interesting that he had never sequelized any of his movies before. And I, I thought for a second, I was like, oh my God, he really hasn't. No. Which is kind of cool in a way. I'd rather see Happy Gilmore, really. Well, here's the thing with Grown Ups. Even though I thought it sucked, uh, it is his highest his highest grossing movie of all time. Really? Yes. Are you serious? Yep. So that's why they're, yeah, that's why they're doing it. It is his biggest financial success. So that's why they're doing it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did that shit come out with him where he plays two roles? Jack and Jill? Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it's, it's still out. Good. It it, although bombed. it made like seventy million, yeah. What's Even though it's, it's what underperforming, is wrong with you, America, it is underperforming. <laughs> uh, more movie news: Lionsgate has picked up the film rights to an original superhero created by Stan Lee. Alfred oh, cool. Go and Miles Millar will write, direct, and produce the film through their Miller Go Inc. production company. And for people that are not aware, that is the production team in, behind Smallville. Mm. Variety says that, quote, details of the untitled project are being kept under wraps, but it's described as a multi-generational superhero that spans several decades, which is interesting. I don't know. Anything that that Stanley hasn't done under Marvel has been pretty much garbage, but that's just my opinion. Well, yeah, like uh, Stripperella and uh, like his animated. I think he's just run out of shit to do. Well, I think he's just old now. and He He was just like, oh, Stripperella. Well, the thing is, he might create... (laughs) He might create the superhero and then go and Miller take over, yeah. and then it could end up being good. True. This is a brand new property. Yeah, totally new. Original for the movies, which I, I don't think people are doing Animated, of. or is this like people? No details. Oh. Yeah, no idea. I would assume an, uh, live action, actually. <laughs> Most so. of his stuff has been animated, mm-hmm. yeah. like that side project stuff, but I think this with a team like that involved, I'm thinking it's going to be live action and a little more big budget. That's my thought. Yeah. Uh, Paul Verhoeven's 1997 sci-fi picture, Starship Troopers... Oh, this pisses me off. ...is the next movie in talks of getting the reboot treatment. Sony Pictures producer Neil Moritz has assigned the script to screenwriters Ashley Edward Miller and Jack Stentz, who wrote both Thor and X-Men First Class. Casper Van Dien, Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick Harris, Patrick Muldoon, and Michael Ironside starred in the original in which Earth is at war with a race of giant alien insects. Why are they redoing this? Well, I don't know. I wasn't first, even aware that the, they had sequels. There's two well, the, sequels. Yeah. The sequels aren't that good. Yeah, I didn't the think first so one not. was good, and if you watch it, the special effects still hold up. Yeah, they hold up quite well. Yeah, the Jake problem Busey's is a douchebag. The... By the way, I met him. Who? Jake Who? Busey. Jake Busey. Oh, I don't know. whatever. He's, he Busey's... looks like a douchebag. He is a douchebag. Well, like father, like son. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, no, Gary Busey just doesn't know where he is. Well, he's not. <laughs> Jake Busey knows where he is. <laughs> he's oh. a douchebag. Brian, you had something to add. Oh, I was just saying the first movie is good, but for the people who actually read the book that it's based on, the Starship Troopers, it's absolutely nothing really like the book. Yeah. So I can actually, if they are going to follow the book then to a T, then I could see them remaking it. But if they're going to just do another satire type thing, mm-hmm. then eh, I don't really see the point of it. 
Well, I didn't Anna, know there was a book. Anna had posted on the site that there should be like a 20-year limit on remaking <laughs> movies, and Absolutely. I kind of agree with that. 97, I mean, come on. Well, dude, they're making Spider-Man, which came out in 2002, so yeah. <clears throat> well, what were they going to do? Make a fourth one and make it better? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Pretend the third Maybe. one didn't happen. I don't really oh, see God, this point of retelling an origin that was. You know what they should have like... done? Spider-Man three B. <laughs> they should have. Spider-Man three, the real one. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I that'd be great. Speaking of remaking movies too soon, oh, no. but still going back to the source material, Lionsgate is looking to bring American Psycho back to the big screen. What the. F- <laughs> yep, Noble Jones is set to write and direct a remake of Brett Easton Ellis' 1991 satirical novel, which was previously adapted and starring Christian Bale in 2000. So, uh, yeah, it's barely over 10 years old. Set in Manhattan during the Wall Street boom of the late 1980s, American Psycho details the daily life of Patrick Bateman, a wealthy investment banker by day, who plays out his homicidal fantasies by night. While still in the early stages of development, Jones has turned in a script that explores how Bateman would fare in a modern-day New York City. Wow, it's so much different than... Right, thank you. <laughs> I know, right? I, I like American Psycho. I have it. It's up there. It was a good movie. Yeah. It is a good movie. And that was a movie, oddly enough, when I saw that, I was like, that guy should play Batman. Even really? though he was a homicidal maniac, you could see, if you take that away, he's Batman. If you take away the kill part... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah, that's ridiculous. They should not be remaking this. Mm-mm. There's a lot of things they shouldn't be remade. I don't. What are they doing? I don't know. Has the world There's, taken they, on a wrestling fan's mentality of we forgot what happened <laughs> six months ago? Apparently, or we forgot what happened last week. What did happen last week? I don't even know. See, I don't know. But what did we start talking about at the beginning of the show? Yeah, but seriously, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, this it is, is absolutely it's ridiculous. Remake but the mania. problem is that people go out and see this stuff, yep. and yeah. then they go, "Well, remaking something. This is this works." Yeah, just I keep mean, doing it. Let's just keep people giving stop more spending an, the money ammunition. to see it. I'm afraid to go into our last story at this point. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to kick the microphone down. Walk uh, out. Even though we've reported on this remake already, Sony's TriStar Pictures has set a release date for the remake of Evil Dead, which will be April 12th, 2013. I'm sorry. I, Bruce Campbell should just show up with a fucking chainsaw and just fucking destroy the set. And uh, a shotgun. He's a producer. I, I don't mm. care. That's Who's playing? They haven't cast it yet. Of course they haven't. It's going to be some wacky, you know, young young Hollywood stud that they're going to think is going to be fucking. It'll awesome. be the kid from Zombieland because he's a good fit. Watch Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and the other one that looks just like him. Fucking uh. <laughs> the kid from that movie where he fights seven people to get the girl. <laughs> Scott <laughs> Pilgrim. It? I watched it. Michael Sarah. Awesome movie. Michael Scott Sarah, Pilgrim was a great you. movie. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was. Yeah, yeah, one of uh, those two will be casted because they're quirky and fun. Woo! <laughs> is Sam Raimi involved in this or no? Yeah, the, all the original people are involved in it. Well, maybe it'll be okay. So it's it's by the people who created the first ones. I then why? Uh, for since Army of Darkness in 1993, I've been waiting and waiting for the next one. And they were always going to make an Evil Dead Four, always, and then they just never did. And then they were going to do Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, Ash, and they yeah. never did. But they did it in comic book form, which yeah. we discussed. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I have mixed reactions. Yeah. 
I don't know. I was never a huge Evil Dead fan anyway, so I you suck. don't no, really suck. care. <laughs> they were, I, I saw the first one. I enjoyed Army of I Darkness. I saw Army of Darkness. Yeah. My favorite part is all the fists coming out and punching him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It made me laugh so hard. I enjoyed Army of Darkness because like, it was quirkier than yeah. the first yeah, two. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, even, even Evil Dead 2 is pretty quirky, too. The first one's just straight-up horror. Yeah, I didn't care for the well, first two. straight-up horror that was funny. It was over the top R. I don't think it was supposed to be laughed at. It just ended up being kind of goofy. Right? They realized what the first one was, even though they didn't intend it to be, and I think kind of just went with it. I mean, the second one's pretty much a remake of the first one, anyways. It's not even. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so this is technically like the third time they're remaking it. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of weird, but. Uh, so as we get out of here on this episode, final thoughts or uh, aside from I hate remakes <laughs> or something yeah, you'd like oh, to watch. I'm sorry. Brian, go first. I got to reload my gun. <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying? Oh, uh, final thought. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> if you have herpes on your face, you should what? not go out into public. What? A friend of mine who works at a bar said a guy came oh in with God. like herpes like on his face and she was just like, How can you be in here? And he was trying to hit on girls. Like, what's the matter with you? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard on the history of the show. It's <laughs> some final thought. Yeah. That was a great final thought. And you can go uh, to Facebook.com slash SBV Fitness oh, okay. for more info. I have a new product in the works. For more, so. Is it anti-herpes? It's an anti-herpes pill. It is. Actually, it's a pill. It'll be anti-herpes. Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Xander Harris with an N and uh, my podcast, Graphically Speaking, at Graphics Speaking and also on thegeekgeneration.com slash Graphically Speaking. Yeah. And make sure to have your animals spayed and neutered. <laughs> Thanks, Bob Barker. No problem. Uh, go, to the geek gen- <laughs> go to thegeekgeneration.com uh, to check out all the articles that we talked about today. Uh, you can rate the show and write a review in iTunes. That helps us out tremendously. And thank you again to all those who have. Uh, again, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash awards to submit your nominations for the 2011 Geekies. We are still looking for theme music. So if you'd like to send in an MP3, send that to podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com. Any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future show, you can send those to podcast at geekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter or send a voicemail to 508-316-9787. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to the show, you can send those to guest at geekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, what is this, 63? 63. 63. 63B. 63B. <laughs> Redo. 63. We're out of here. The remake. Bye. Later. Make it so.